just for the video purposes. Uh, for those who are concerned still about my COVID experience, if you came to church when I was celebrating Mass, you don't need to be tested for COVID. If you were with me for 15 minutes or longer, unmasked, less than six feet away, then you should get tested. But no one, except for two people, has been in that situation and both tested negative. So therefore, no one has to worry uh, about coming to church when I had COVID, just so that everyone's on the same page. But by all means, if you want to be tested, be tested. But if you get tested, just know most likely you're going to wind up positive, because everyone seems to be. But that's a whole other story. Today we celebrate this wondrous feast of St. Thomas Aquinas, who everyone knows that St. Dominic is my number one favorite saint, but St. Thomas is number two. Aren't you lucky? So that you can have a, so be expected for a nice long homily. Only kidding, I hear that nervous laugh, oh no. Uh, today also is the 10th anniversary of my father's death, and in God's goodness to me, my father was, was very exact on dates. He knew dates, and he celebrated things that happened in his life, like being uh, discharged from the, uh, uh, the army after the Korean War, when he had his gallbladder surgery. All these dates that he knew, all these, uh, which I am not good with dates at all. So in God's goodness, he allowed my father to pass on a day which I have a memory for, St. Thomas Aquinas. So I cannot forget his, the memory of his death. So, <clears throat> but again, we see that in St. Thomas Aquinas, we see a man who was devoted and devoted to the service of God. That was his main desire in his life. And he was sent by his parents who were from a noble family to the Benedictines for schooling, and the parents hoped that he would, was intending that he would enter the Benedictine order and eventually become the abbot. Because in those, in those days, in the 1200, late 1100s, 1200s, the Benedictine order was a very prestigious order, and unfortunately, if you had money, you went up places within the order which is why St. Francis and St. Dominic were inspired by God to found religious orders that were more geared into poverty. And so St. Thomas, working on a master's in Naples, it was introduced to the Dominican order, and he had a great desire to join them. Not, as you can imagine, to his parents' horror that he would join an order which would require him to beg for his sustenance, for his food, for anything that he needed. And so his family did everything in their power to try to get him to avoid entering the Dominican order. And I mean, they, they, locked, him, they locked him up in a tower to, for him to come to his senses. That wasn't working, and so they sent prostitutes to, him, to that room, and the prostitutes would be converted by spending time with him. And so eventually the mother gave up and just said, let him, let him run away from the tower, and that would be better for, look better for us as a family than if something happens, one of these immoral things occurred. 
And so he was freed from the tower and he joined the Dominican order. He is referred to as the angelic doctor and prince of theologians. To this day, 800 years after his death, we still study his writings and his theology. That is how in tune he was with the presence of God. But he desired to study, not for his own sake, not for his own pride, not for his own knowledge. He desired to study God so that he could become, he could know him better and therefore share with others what he had learned, what he had studied. One of his prayers, which he prayed every day, was grant me, O Lord my God, a mind to know you, a heart to seek you, wisdom to find you, conduct pleasing to you, faithful perseverance in waiting for you, and a hope of finally embracing you. We see just in that prayer his focus on and his desire for union with God. Towards the end of his life, uh, or in the later stages of his writing of theology, he took all of his writings and brought it before the Lord in the, cru uh, in the chapel in the at the crucifix. And he asked the Lord in his prayer, what was his discernment of this of his writing? Was his writing worthy of God? And as the order, the Dominican order describes, the Lord came to life on the crucifix before him and said to him, Thomas, you have written so well of me. What can I give you in return? And Thomas's answer is an answer which hopefully you and I would also be able to echo. His answer was, nothing but yourself, Lord. And then after this mystical experience, he was caught in the barn of the uh, convent he was living in, to, uh, attempting to burn all of his writings. Because after seeing the living Lord face to face, he recognized that his writings could not come close to what he experienced. Now, thankfully, there was a brother who, who saw what was going to happen and prevented him from doing it. In the seminary, we wished he would have done it so that we wouldn't have to study Thomas, because Thomas, as wonderful as he is, Thomas was brilliant. And studying his summa is, very, is a challenging thing. Not without its benefits, but it's not, it's not a book, it's not a the theology that you can just read in one sitting and understand everything. It is something that you have to meditate upon. So my brothers and sisters, on this day we remember Thomas Aquinas. We remember his devotion and dedication to the Lord. Let us pray that whatever we do in this life, we may be mindful first and foremost of God. Let us be mindful that and pray that what we do will always give glory to God. Let Him be our focus. Let, his be, let Him be our end. And like St. Thomas, may we be able to desire the Lord and the Lord alone when He desires to give us all that we need. God bless you.